بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue on this uh, discussion regarding the important lessons for the muslim ummah and this is the fourth class and as you remember the shaykh rahimahullah mentioned some of the surahs chapters in his book for the person who wants to benefit from these verses the direction of the shaykh rahimahullah is to get those quranic surahs memorized and understood and the first one which he introduced was surah al-fatiha and the second was surah al-zalzala which we uh, came over and discussed its meaning in the last uh, class and uh, tonight inshallah ta'ala we will discuss the next Surah which he mentioned and this is Surah Al-Adiyat Chapter 100 Chapter 100 A'udhu Billahi Sameer Alim Min Ash-Shaytan Rajeem Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Wal-Adiyati Dabha Fal-Muriyati Qadha Fal-Mughirati صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسطن به جمعا إن الإنسان لربه لكنود وإنه على ذلك لشهيد وإنه لحب الخير لشديد أفلا يعلم إذا بعثر ما في القبور وحصل ما في الصدور إِنَّ رَبَّهُمْ بِهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَخَبِيرٌ وَالْعَادِيَاتِ ضَبْحَ This is an oath. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing. وَالْعَادِيَاتِ ضَبْحَ العاديات According to the majority of the people of Tafsir they refer to the steeds the horses that run and the horses were known to the Arabs before the legislation of jihad And they had them running for good and for other purposes as well. Justly and unjustly. And this was before Islam. Meaning there were horses used by them running whether justly for a just cause or otherwise 
However, after the advent of Islam, <coughs> the steeds that run, run justly against the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making an oath by the steeds that run. And they run with panting breath. The sounds that come from their breasts when they move fast. Giving off loud puffs. Especially when running. And this indicates its strength of running and its power. This is the meaning of this verse. Then the next verse, فَالْمُورِيَاتِ When they move fast, they strike the earth by their hooves. فَالْمُورِيَاتِ قَدْحَ Striking sparks of fire by their hooves when they strike the earth because of their intense running. Striking the earth. Igniting these sparks because of its power, its high speed. Then the third verse, and scoring to the raid at dawn. Scoring to the raid at the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at dawn. And this is the best of time because during this time the enemy is in sleep or heedless even if they are awake they would be still lazy and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to swear by these steeds on the or at the best time for raids and this is the dawn time and the Prophet alayhi salatu used to wait before initiating an attack until the dawn if he would hear the adhan in the place he is targeting, he would seize. Otherwise, he would go for the raid. Then the next verse, فَأَثَرْنَ بِهِ نَقْعًا They go 
with these descriptions speedy with strength power striking parks of sparks of fire scoring to the raid at dawn فَأَثَرْنَ بِهِ نَقْعَ and raise the dust in clouds the while raising the dust because of the speed, the high speed and you know when the horses go with high speed then they will raise dust in clouds while going forward and backward then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said فَوَصَطْنَ بِهِ جَمْعًا فَوَصَطْنَ بِهِ جَمْعًا going with speed and striking the earth scoring to read at dawn raising the dust in clouds the while فَوَصَطْنَ بِهِ جَمْعًا penetrating forth with as one into the midst of the foe so the horses, the steeds they have one objective and they don't cease until they get to the midst of the foe and this is the utmost benefit of the horses knowing still that horses all are good in jihad as the Prophet said الخيل معقود في نواصيها الخيل الخيل معقود في نواصيها الخير إلى يوم القيامة الله أكبر as in the hadith narrated in al-Bukhari in volume 4 number 104 the Prophet ﷺ said and this is also in Sayyid Muslim as well good will remain as a permanent quality in the four locks of horses for jihad till the day of resurrection till the day of resurrection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or by these steeds, running steeds reaching its utmost objective making the raid against the enemies going to their midst without fear nor fatigue or laziness this is the oath made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by the horses the steeds then what is the subject of the oath now it is man man al-insan that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna al-insana li-rabbihi lakalud verily man is ungrateful to his lord So man is verily ungrateful if he is not guided to the guidance. 
as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ahzab 33 verse 72 Muhammad Allah al-insan innahu kana zaluman jahula truly we did offer or moral responsibility or honesty and all the duties which Allah has ordained to the heavens and the earth and the mountains but they declined to bear it and were afraid of it afraid of Allah's torment but man bore it verily he was unjust to himself and ignorant of its results it is said that what is meant by man here is the disbeliever and therefore, in this case, it is a generalization directed at the particular, in this case, the kafir. However, the apparent meaning is that it's general, meaning man, whether kafir, or whether he is a disbeliever or otherwise because had it not been for the misguidance had it not been for guidance from Allah then man would be ungrateful ungrateful towards the favors from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah gives him and he only increases in transgression feeling that now he is self-sufficient he doesn't need Allah how many are those in the world who are ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala feeling that they are self-sufficient and independent and that their richness now is the one which is in their opinion makes them feel in no need and therefore they deny the favors and the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they don't give thanks to him and they don't obey him then in the next verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِنَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ لَشَهِيدٌ And to that fact, he bears witness. And he here could mean he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it also could refer to man. Meaning that man himself 
bears witness to his ungratefulness concerning the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the correct opinion that this ayah covers the two meanings and to that fact Allah bears witness but bears witness and to that fact he man bears witness by his deeds both are correct because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness as to what's in the heart of the children of Adam and witness as to man's deeds man himself on the other hand is witness concerning himself he may testify in this life and he may not but on the day of resurrection he will testify against himself as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nur in chapter 24 verse 24 يَوْمَ تَشْهَدُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَلْسِنَتُهُمْ وَأَيْدِيهِمْ وَأَرْجُلُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ On the day when their tongues and their hands and their legs or feet will bear witness against them as to what they used to do. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٌ And verily, man is violent in the love of wealth. Al-Khayr here refers to wealth as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Baqarah Kutiba alaykum in Surah 2 180 Kutiba alaykum idha hadara ahadakum al-mawt in taraka khayran al-wasiyya Khayran al-wasiyya Khayr it is prescribed for you when death approaches any of you, if he leaves khayran, it means wealth. That he make a backwards to parents and next of kin according to reasonable manners. So what is intended in here? Al-khayr is wealth in this verse. وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٌ Al-khayr means the wealth. So, man, man's love to wealth is something apparent. قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى in Surah Al-Fajr in 89-20 وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمَّا And you love wealth with much love. Rarely you find someone who is safe from intense or violent 
love to wealth. As to the any absolute love, this is affirmed to everyone. Each one loves the wealth. But with respect to the violent love, it's not the case with everyone. Some people love what is sufficient and would make him independent from others, while other people want more, and still others want more and more. So the degree of love differs from a person to another one. Then afterwards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded man of a state which is inevitable. أَفَلَا يَعْلَمُ إِذَا بُعْثِرَ مَا فِي الْقُبُورِ Let him think now about this heeding of wealth and, and knows he not that when the contents of the graves are brought out and poured forth so that he can work for that day and that his concern should be that day not just the accumulation of wealth taking over his life blinding him concerning this day of resurrection knows he not that when the contents of the graves are brought out and poured forth people will come out of their graves as if they are locusts spread abroad as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah Al-Qamar 54 verse 7 They will come forth with humbled eyes from their graves as if they were locusts spread abroad They will come out with one single blow, single cry. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated about this in Surah Yasin in chapter 36, verse 53. It will be but a single sayha shout. So behold, they all they will all be brought up before us. Now this is concerning their physical 
state the graves will bring forth its contents they will be brought out then what about the breasts and the hearts that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the next verse وَحُصِّلَ مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَحُصِّلَ مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ and that which is in the breasts of men shall be made known the intentions the actions of the heart reliance longing hoping fearing and the like And this is really what counts. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah At-Tariq in chapter 86 verses 9 and 10. يَوْمَ تُبْلَ السَّرَائِرِ فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ وَلَا نَاصِرٍ The day when all the secrets the deeds, the prayers, fasting will be examined as to their truth then will man have no power nor any helper because in this life he will be treated on the apparent even the hypocrite he will be treated like a Muslim but in the hereafter the actions are relevant to that which is in the heart and that's why we should contemplate this and therefore take care of our hearts before the apparent because it is the center and focus for all the deeds and upon that the recompense shall be on the day of resurrection the day when all the secrets will be examined and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated here وَحُصِّلَ مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And that which is in the breasts shall be made known. And the relevance of these two verses is clear. The bringing forth of the bodies from the earth and the secrets in the breasts is very obvious then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated inna rabbahum bihim yawma idhin lakhabi verily that they, their Lord, will be well acquainted with them as to their deeds and will reward them for their deeds. Their deed, their Lord, will be acquainted with them.
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that day because that day is the day of recompense. Otherwise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all acquainted with everything on that day or any other day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most magnificent, the most high, knows as to what occurred and as to what will occur and in when it will occur and how it will occur. If it were to occur, how it will occur. He is well acquainted with all things, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us benefit from these verses and to remember these moments and to reflect on that so that we don't be of the of those heedless ones And this brings the end of the explanation of this great surah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guidance and success and to make us from those who contemplate his book truly he is able to do all things. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.